0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give thanks to you, Lord, and I just submit myself to you. Lord, you're so good, and you're so mighty, and you're so powerful, and I thank you that we, when we come to you, Lord, you come to us, and I can, we just need to right now acknowledge the fact that you are here, that where two or more are gathered in your name, Lord, you are here, and Lord, the King is here, and Lord, let us bring honor to your name, and let us just bless your holy name during this, this last few minutes, this, these last few moments of our day. Lord, let us honor you. Holy Spirit, come in power. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, what have we been talking about? Honor. Say honor. I'm going to review again. I want to go over this again real, real quick. We've got a few new faces here tonight. This is where we started, and this is probably my fifth or sixth week doing this. But it says, look to yourselves that we do not lose those things which we worked for. Sorry, this is going to sound like a broken record, but we can lose the things we worked for. Scripture's telling us here that even though you work for it, that doesn't mean you're going to get to keep it, but that you need to look to yourself, that you don't lose the things uh, that you've worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Everything in my teaching through this has been that that there is the possibility of a full reward, of a partial reward, and of no reward. We see many times where nations or individuals get no rewards. But I've been showing you stories where some receive partial rewards, some receive full rewards. If you remember when the the ten lepers were cleansed, they received a partial reward. But one returned and said, thank you. Thank you for my healing. And that scripture says that you are made whole. Or you are made well. I believe that there was a full reward for that one that went back. To thank him. He said, Where are the rest? Where's the rest of them? But for you, you are made whole. I believe in a, with a leper that appendages can fall off, that things can go wrong. But when God makes you whole, He makes you whole. Amen? We've seen full rewards. We've seen the, the Syrophoenician woman. She got called a dog. You wouldn't give the children's bread to dogs. She didn't respond with, What kind of preacher are you? Call me a dog. She didn't respond that way. She responded with honor. Yes, but even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall on the ground. And it said that Jesus was amazed by her faith. And she received a full reward. We saw the, uh, the, the Roman officer come to Jesus and say, I've got someone that's sick. Jesus says, I'll come. No, you don't need to come. Just say the word. Because I know what it means to have authority. I know what it means to have men under you. And I know that the men under me, if I say go, they go. If I say come, they come. If you will just speak the word, I know it will happen. Jesus says, I've never seen faith like this in all of uh, Jerusalem. In all of Jerusalem. Why? Because he honored the man. And if you remember, Jesus was a... Uh, citizen the roman officer was the authority worldly authority but this worldly person of authority saw the spiritual authority on jesus and he came under it last week we looked at uh at um hannah and how hannah couldn't have babies but the other wife she was uh she had her husband had two wives, and her other wife was having baby after baby after baby, then they'd go to Shiloh and the woman would make fun of her. Where's your babies? And it was torturing Hannah. And Hannah went to the temple. Hannah went went to God and pleaded with God, got down on her face, started screaming and crying and crying out to God. So much so, and she was she was she was crying out passionately, her mouth was moving, but nothing was coming out. And Eli the priest said, What is this woman doing? woman, get up, you're drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I don't remember exactly the phrasing, but you're drunk, get out. She didn't respond. What kind of priest are you? And let me tell you, he was a corrupt priest. It's not based on the man. It had nothing to do with the status of the priest. It had to do with the heart of Hannah. And when she came and said, I'm making my case before God. And that corrupt priest was able to bless her prophetically. Even though he was messed up, he spoke as unto the Lord and said, you're going to have a son. And who did she wind up having? Samuel. Samuel. God's people's deliverer, Samuel. Hannah didn't get offended. The Syrophoenician woman didn't get offended. You stay in there with it, and you honor God. Uh, I've got to show you this, too. Right? In Mark 6, verse 5, we've looked at this every week. It says that when he came back, uh, um, that it said now he could do no mighty works there, except he laid a few hands on a few sick people and healed them. The key word, I hope you know, is could. If it said he would do no mighty works, that would show Jesus' will, but the word could means could do no means he was restrained. Why? I believe it is because of honor. He couldn't do it. When we do not honor Jesus Christ in this place or the Holy Spirit or the Father, it hinders. It makes it to where he can't do it. It goes against kingdom law. You may say, Pastor, are you saying that God can't do it? Yes. He will not break his word. You come under his word, and he can't keep from doing it. He has to do it. It's his word. Honor. We've seen this word means the valuing. To dishonor means to treat as common. We've looked at three levels of authority. Those who are above you, those who are on your level, and those who are under you. And we have seen in Scripture, if you will honor all three, those who are over you, those who are equal to you, and those who are under you, There is a reward for honoring each. I'm not going to show you those scriptures. Go back and go to the the website and listen to them or, or buy the CD. Now, that's all the reviewing. That's pretty quick. All right, I got about 10 or 15 minutes, so here we go. If you go to the New Testament, we're going to look tonight at four areas of delegated authority. And I'm almost done. This should only take me one more Wednesday night, and we're done. Do you know what the Bible teaches? It teaches that if we will honor these areas of delegated authority, there will be a reward. Say reward. Reward. Let's start with the four areas of delegated authority. Number one, civil authority. Number two, church authority. Number three, social authority. That's your bosses, your teachers, your coaches. And finally... Family authority. There is a reward for honoring each of these. We're going to go through each one. I'm probably going to get through two, maybe three tonight, and we'll save the last one. Not family, it'll be church. I th- uh, which one am I doing last? It doesn't matter. Well, Hopefully I'm in order. Civil authority. Let's talk about civil authority. What does the Bible say about civil authority? It says, to render honor to whom honor is due, taxes... Give taxes to whom taxes are due. Let's look at First uh, Peter chapter two, verse seventeen. Civil authority. I love this scripture. What an alignment right here! Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. It's, it may not rise your skirt up, but it sure does mine. It just Honor all people Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. You know, if we can keep that right there in front of us at all times, it kind of aligns us for everything we're about to face. Honor the king. Say, honor the king. Do you know who the king that Peter is talking about, who the king was when Peter was, was saying this? It was King Herod Agrippa I. They say, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything to me. Let me tell you who he was. He was the king who was putting believers to death because they were believers. Now, how in the world are you supposed to honor a king who is putting believers to death? Simple. You see beyond the man. Hey, Zach, this TV is starting to, it just went, Scoot up here just where you can see it. It's not doing it now, but we're having trouble with it, and I, I need him to to see it. Um, you see, do you even remember what I asked? How do you honor a king that is doing such terrible things? It's doing it again. I need you up here to look at it if it doesn't do it anymore. We've just had somebody come in and work on it. Um, okay. Satan, I'm going to get this out. We're It's coming out. How do you honor a king that's not worthy of being honored? Basically is what I'm saying. You see beyond the man and the man's personality and you see the authority that's on him. You see the authority, the, the office. The Bible says, the fear of the Lord is not judged by the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear. It judges according to righteous judgment. Did you catch this? I'm not putting this one up for you. The fear of the Lord is not judged by what you see and what you hear. But it's judged according to righteous judgment. John 7, 24 tells us that judgment comes according to righteous judgment. Isaiah eleven three 3 says, the fear of the Lord is not judged by the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear. In America, we say, you're going to have to earn my respect. Right? That's so contrary to the fear of God. The fear of God says, I see the authority that's on you, therefore I already have respect for you, or I already will honor you. You see that? It goes a whole lot worse than that, but you can be done. You don't have to keep looking at it. But do you see the difference? Why? Because the fear of the Lord is not judged by the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear. It judges according to righteous judgment. I'm going to give you a scripture. I see the authority that's on you, and therefore you have my respect. Honor is an outflow of the fear of the Lord. You want to see where the greatest blessings are in Scripture? It comes under the fear of the Lord. And honor is an outflow of the fear of the Lord. Are you getting me? Let's look at Romans chapter 13. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Now, we can't get in a hurry. I read governing authorities. I don't just read that as civil authorities. I read that as anybody that has been placed over you. But it says that no authority is is there that hasn't been placed by God. They've all been placed by God, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen? And the authorities that, are, that exist are appointed by God. When you go and you slam your boss, you are slamming the appointer of that person over you. Do you hear me? Okay. Therefore, let me flip it. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on (laughs) themselves. I'm up here just bubbling. I'm looking out there like, man, this is rough. No, this is good. Praise God, it's not based on the man. God, you put him there. I'm supposed to come under him. I'm supposed to do a good job. I'm supposed to honor him. And you're going to bless me. Even if he's the... A horse's rear end. God's going to bless me. I am positioned. God is positioning us for blessing. Regardless of what job you've got. It's good. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. This one went over my head. Rulers are not a terror for good works, but for evil. Rulers are a terror for evil. You need those people over you to protect you from evil. Those people have been placed there, appointed by God, to protect you from evil. You catch that? Rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? How do you do that? Do what is good. And you will have praise from the saints. Now, catch catch what he says about these rulers over you. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. God allows that one to have the right to get you. You're wondering why your boss is getting you. God's given him the right to. (laughs) Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. Why? For they are God's ministers, attending continually to this very thing, render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whose customs are due, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Civil authorities are servants of God, and we pay taxes to them to honor them. You withhold tax, and you are withholding honor, and you are not only doing that, but it says you will bring judgment on yourself. Whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist bring judgment on themselves. You may think you're saving $10, $50, $1,000, $10,000, but you're bringing judgment on yourself. How many knows you'd probably give 10000 to keep the judgment off of you? Amen. Okay. It's all a civil. Social. First Timothy six 1 Timothy 6.1, let as many bond servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. I'll stop with this one. How much have I got of this one? Very short. Or we can read it this way. Let as many who are employees under employment count their bosses worthy of all honor. Are you having problems at work? Let me throw you out something pretty radical. Go to your boss and say, you know what, I see that there's probably fourteen hours of overtime here needs to be done. Over the next couple weeks, I'm gonna do all of that, and I'm not gonna I don't want you to pay me for it. I just want to bless you. You know what? You can't outdo God. You may think that's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. The problem is it's kingdom mentality. Something I've been brought up to do, and I don't know that my dad ever said this, but this has kind of been my motto is do what's expected, plus at least one more thing. Don't ever fall short of what's expected. Do what's expected and then some. And don't look for a response. Don't look for anything back for it. Don't go and point it out. Did you realize I just went and did this? How many of us as men will go and do the dishwasher and we'll be standing there next to the dishwasher? And you see that? Well, no, what I like to do is I like to do it and leave. I don't want to be around. My wife will bless me. I'm not trying to get weird or nothing. But I'm not looking for the return. My return's gonna come from God. But I get a return from her too. Same thing with her when she blesses me with something. But the problem is it's two kingdom mentality. But I've had people come to me and say, man, I got the wrong job. I got the worst boss. He's the biggest jerk that ever walked the earth. It pays terrible. I hate it. I want to encourage you, turn it around. There are people today looking for work. Had somebody come to me this week talking about their job. And I said, you be thankful for that job. It may be the worst job ever. But God's word says, if you will be faithful over little, he will give you much. And as bad as that job is, do a good job at it. And come under your boss and start honoring him. I don't mean brown nose. There's nothing I hate worse than brown nosing. I can't stand it. When you can read that and you can feel it coming, it's like, man, get away from me. Let your actions, let your your heart show you who you are. Don't try to to snow me over. It'll work for a moment. Then when I figure it out, I'm just going to think less of you. I don't like brown nosing. Some may. Some bosses may respond to it. telling you if you will genuinely honor them, God will exalt you. Even if your boss has nothing in him to raise you up, it's out of his hands. When you come under your boss in the workplace, it's out of your boss's hands where you're going. It's now in God's hands. You're not in his hands. You're in God's hands. You are in the purpose and plan of God. You know what, boss? I hope that includes you, but it doesn't really matter when it comes to my life. My life's going to come under authority, and it's going I'm going to serve you, and you're going to make the way for me, God, regardless of whether my boss has a son that's coming up that's going to take the place, and it looks like everything's going to go his way. That isn't what Scripture says. Scripture says if you'll honor him, God will take care of you. Amen. Man, I'm just getting started. Next week we'll look at family authority and church authority, and hopefully we'll finish. But I want you to know family authority is good. Church authority is good. If We, we need to know this so that we can find out how to get blessed. Do you want to be blessed? The way we do it is we find out, we get in here, and we dig out God's word, and we obey it. You want the key to blessing? Find out what God wants and do it. The blessings won't just come and find you. They'll overtake you. You can't get away from them. You can try to run from them. No, God, don't bless me anymore. I'm sorry, here it is. Come under his authority. Come under your boss's authority. Come under the civil servants that we have, the police officers. Quit speaking negatively over our police. Bless them. There's going to be a day someday, I'm not speaking prophetically, but you're going to need them one of these days. We don't see what they do in a day. We don't want to see what they do in today. But I'm glad they're doing it. Amen. Father, I just thank you for today, Lord, I just thank